Oh my God! You brought it. Well, we're live. We're hey, happy case of the Mondays, happy Thanksgiving week, uh, happy Black Friday week, which we'll talk about apparently yeah, now a week, right, Lace? Um, yeah, week is the key word, right? <laughs> uh, uh, consumerism never ends. Capitalism never ends. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, I want we might have a special guest join us in a little bit, Dr. Tabor Smith. Hopefully, if we if we get to him, it'll be awesome. We're, we're really becoming Regis and Kathy Lee here. I really we're working on it. We're working, we're working on, on it. it. So we usually start with kind of what you guys have been up to. Uh, I like to always, you know, be as much in Sean Dill's life as possible. And you're my easy connection there. You guys were at Sherman Chiropractic College last week. Um, the amount of love and adoration selfies and pictures posted by students. You guys blew up the campus there. Oh, it was so amazing to be out there. And uh, we were speaking at the President's Assembly, which they have guest speakers, I think about once a quarter. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. I mean, uh, I think that Sean and I do a really good job together uh, presenting from the front of the room. And that's probably not what they're used to. And of course, we came in there and delivered all the goods, all the goodies and everything we could about business and we gave away a lot of free stuff to help develop yeah. the chiropractic student. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Creating more successful chiropractic students. So when they get out, we can really help them reach more people. So we armed them with a lot of things that um, they had the ability to win that would help further their chiropractic career in business, especially. So something I think that was super needed. Hey, uh, we, how much financially was like $20,000 worth of free stuff? We know? added it up, um, $20,000 worth of free stuff. And a big shout out and thank you to Dan Bay from Clothes for Cairo. Yeah. Donating a weekend for a student. How amazing is that? That is one lucky student that's going to be able to go to that workshop and learn from those three phenomenal, powerful, how, uh, powerful individuals. And then, of course, for uh, Dr. Scott Garber, who donated, oh, gosh, 20 tickets to the Berkshires philosophy event. Yeah, I don't know what he's saying. It's crazy there, Lacey. That was crazy. That's that was crazy. crazy. <laughs> You're a winner. You're a winner. I felt like Oprah. Everybody's winning. It was fun. <laughs> well, you were on campus there. I don't know if anything came up for you there about um, the joint. Obviously, recent news in chiropractic, well, recently before, was the joint and its donation of $150,000 for naming rights. Um was that that didn't probably come up at all in any conversations no. or no? No, that wasn't a that definitely wasn't a topic there. Well, I want to get raw here today with us because it, it it's definitely clickbait in in Cairo world if we put the joint up somewhere. Joint, um, the joint ACA and Donald Trump always guaranteed <laughs> to raise some eyebrows. Oh, and vaccinations. Um, what's that? And vaccinations. Vaccinations. Your clicks on that, yeah. Well, there was a recent article in Forbes about uh, the joint, and uh, it talked about uh, their business model of uh, no appointments, walk-ins, no insurance, open evenings and the weekends. Mm -hmm. uh, but the big thing is I never really knew what the membership price was, and that's when I was like, oh, boy, $69 a month for adults for four adjustments. Each additional visit, is it, visit adjustment is $10. So much going on with that. Uh, I want to dive though in because Lacey, you have a you have a really cool perspective that you have built 
the specific chiropractic centers across the country. It's a franchise model. You guys know kind of like the ins and outs of what we've learned recently, the legal mumbo jumbo that goes into it. It's not easy to build these franchises that start there, right? Correct? Not, not at all. You know, if we were building a hamburger franchises, it would be a whole lot easier. But you know, once you start diving into the world of healthcare and HIPAA compliance and all sorts of things and dealing with the state to state entities, I mean, there's a lot to navigate through and it's definitely uh, more way more complex than we could have even ever dreamed of stepping into that world. It, it, the, the thing is though, that's different and I'm not trying to turn this into a promotional thing for the specific, but I, I want to say this, that um, there's a lot more involved. The, the thing that I picked up, the thing emotionally that, res that, that hit me in this article was, and it goes back to something that you uh, shared at the New York Chiropractic Council um, the thing, the difference between the specific centers, it's a lot about testing and knowing when to adjust. Mm -hmm. My concern with the joint now after learning about this, it's almost like they're selling the adjustment just like uh, an MD prescribes a drug. And and you talked about that, the New York Chiropractic Council. It, 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 that really resonated for me there. Like, are we, are we giving the adjustment out like a drug? And it seems to be that's the model for the joint. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, mixed feelings around this. And I, I honestly, early on in my career, in my immature phase of understanding what the business landscape really looks like, I always felt like, oh my gosh, these people at the joint, they are um, diluting chiropractic. They're doing wrong for chiropractic. Because literally, if you look at their price point, Tristan, and I think you were, you were moving into this, they charge $69 a month for an adult for four adjustments. four adjustments. And for children, they charge $39. So that's $10 an adjustment. And I remember early on feeling so, um, I don't even know what the right word is, but I, I was angry and irritated at the idea that they were, were making people um, – making people believe that chiropractic was something that it's not. But I have to tell you, if we are looking at this from a pure business standpoint, without your chiropractic philosophy emotionally charging you, without <laughs> emotionally charging you, from a pure business standpoint, in every profession on the planet, there has to be somebody that has the absolute lowest rock bottom price point that does things in the way that the joint does. Because there has to be discrepancy in pricing to create a market. You know, somebody has to be the lowest and somebody has to be the highest. And you can't get angry about it because if it wasn't the joint, it would be somebody else that was doing the same thing. So listen, although I don't agree with the idea of selling chiropractic at such a low price, because philosophically, I know and I believe that chiropractic has the capacity to change people's lives. And I think you're right, Tristan. I don't think that people get that message that this is a life changing thing that occurs that's given to them so that their body can heal from the inside out. I don't think people get that value when they're purchasing it for $10 a pop. Well, there was, there were some other concerns that, that this, this uh, person wrote in the Forbes article that I think is even bigger deals in some ways, mm -hmm. the privacy issue, um, which, you know, I've always had an issue with um, like network chiropractic and open adjusting areas. It, it never made sense to me, but I, I do. I have friends and colleagues that we, we know that do open adjusting yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but 
the big thing was because she wrote, because the adjustments are meant to be quick, you probably won't build a relationship with a, your chiropractor. As a result, they may not remember your history as well as you like. <laughs> they may not what? As a result, because the adjustments are meant to be quick, you probably won't build a relationship with your chiropractor. As a result, they may not remember your history as well as you like. Oh, yeah. Sure. It's and it, that's the thing though. I don't think that the joint hides the way that they do things or what they're all about. No, they're all about they're that like, They're like, hey, you can come in for a quick adjustment. And you are right. I think that what that says to people is when you're having problems, you come in and you use the adjustment just like you would use an Advil. It's pain relief. It's symptom relief. And it is. It's delivering it from a mechanistic standpoint because, hey, you come in only when you are in need, right? And when you decide that you're in need, which from a philosophical standpoint, hi, Dave Tabor, is not, <laughs> is not you know, what I believe. But again, if it wasn't the joint from a, a mature business um, look and have insight into this, it would be somebody else. That's all I'm we, saying. We, we have our special guest here, uh, Dr. Tabor. You're the first ever case of the Mondays. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, you, you are. So, well, you're 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 always you're always kind of ahead of the curve. And I thought this would be an interesting time to bring you in, man, because you're all about that spinal hygiene life. And I don't know if you and Lacey have you guys ever met before. I don't know if we've met in person. I, I see you all over the place, though. <laughs> T- nice Tabor, uh, tell tell us what's going on in your world. What's what are you cooking over at the spinalhygienemovement.com? So, our ultimate mission and goal is to create awareness that you should take care of your spine or it will decay and degenerate. Like that awareness is not out there in the world today. Like with our teeth, we have that awareness. If you don't take care of your teeth, they will decay. Everybody knows that. But when you look at the spine, we think you can just let it be and it'll last a lifetime. And and that's certainly not the case because we're seeing more decay and degeneration at younger and younger ages in today's society than we ever have before. So if there's any time to bring this awareness about that we should start doing things proactively to take care of our spine, per se spinal hygiene, um, you know, it's today. And we're trying to give that responsibility to the patient because a lot of times us as chiropractors, we take on that responsibility. It's like a patient comes in and says, you know, my back flared up again, your adjustment didn't hold, right? And it's like, well, what have you been doing every day to take care of your spine? nothing. I just come get adjusted. It, but imagine if we took, we went to the dentist and we said, I got a cavity. Your last cleaning didn't work. Right. That would be ridiculous. It, it's my responsibility to brush my teeth and to floss. And even if I do that, it's not going to be perfect, but I need to do that because that's my job. Right. And yeah. so the other thing is like, we're teaching the patient, this is what you need to do on a daily basis to keep alignment, range of motion and strength between my chiropractic visits. That's your responsibility. I want to help you have the healthiest spine for as long as I could possibly help you, but I need you to help me too. I like it. uh, We were talking about the joint, Tabor. Uh, This is your opportunity to share what you think and feel about the joint. And remember, it's Cairo Sushi, so you can be raw. You can be pro. You can be con. You can be I don't know. Just be you. What are your feelings on the joint? I send them all the patients I don't want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, there's definitely a market for them, right? Like, and I say, this is my care plan. It's 36 visits. It's $3,000. It's this, this will correct your spinal problems. This is how we're going to do it. This, these are the corrective rehab exercises. And if they're just like, no way, 
I would never pay that much money. I say, well, there's a joint right over there and they'll let you walk in and whenever you're, you know, whenever you want this type of chiropractic corrective care, then come back to my office. Mm -hmm. It's funny, Tristan, I was just thinking, Tabor made me think about this concept. You know, the joint is the same company that um, has <laughs> and delivered Massage Envy to yeah. you know, the nation. There's Massage Envies on practically every corner. But if you think about it, from a straight consumer standpoint, because chiropractors are always saying the joints messed up chiropractic or messing up chiropractic. But from a, a pure consumer standpoint, do you on this call right now know that there is a definitive difference about the quality of massage that you're going to get at a massage envy versus a massage therapist that you go and search out yourself that does therapeutic massage? Yeah. We totally know it. And again, Absolutely. I'm just saying like, I'm playing devil's advocate here because you all know how I feel about chiropractic, the value of chiropractic. My office is charged 95 for a visit, whether they get adjusted or not. So we're opposite of the joint, complete opposite end of the mm -hmm. spectrum. But I am saying that from a pure business standpoint, I think we get our, our panties in a bunch um, for I think an unnecessary reason when it comes to pure business. Yeah. Well, you know, I when I before I actually opened my own office, I practiced in an office with Dr. Shane Hand, and we, I think we were up to about 1,400, 1,500 visits a week. And I remember seeing so many people leave without starting our care plan. Like we did year-long care plans. We were WLP, and uh, and I remember so many people leaving, and I'm going. There needs to be like somewhere they can go to at least get something and experience chiropractic. I don't know if that's the joint, but I remember I remember thinking that, and I still think that. Like the person that came to my office that left, they came to my office for a reason. They wanted chiropractic care, but they just didn't. My style did not fit with them, and so mm -hmm. I would gladly send them somewhere else, whether it's the joint or another office mm -hmm. where they could fit in and maybe get cheaper care or something for a little while. And I'm still here for them when they come back to me. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that there's definitely a need for that. Absolutely. Well, Tabor, I wanted to thank you for jumping on and being the first ever case of the money. I think it works. It'd be a great way. I want to share what you do over at Spinal Hygiene. Um, you have home care kits. Uh, if you guys go to spinalhygienemovement.com, share a little bit real quick about uh, what your home care kits and what that can do for uh, chiropractors right. out there. Right. So here's the concept is we looked at dentistry. We look back in the early 1900s when tooth decay was rampant. And mm -hmm. what did dentists do? Well, they started sharing dental hygiene. And what it did was it exploded dentistry. Back in the early 1900s, dentists were kind of scared to share dental hygiene and teach people to take care of their teeth because they thought it would put them out of business if people started taking <laughs> care of their teeth, right? It's serious. You can look in the history books. That's true. And, uh, but it did the opposite. Were considered quacks too, right? Maybe they were hiding the idea of flossing. Don't tell anybody about flossing. No, no. Well, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think the stupidest thing people are doing, sorry, Alex Vidan, but going out and doing these how to shovel things. First of all, you should tell them two things. Don't be an idiot. Move to some place where there's no snow. And two, hey. uh, this is how to shovel, like, like to screw them up. But that's just me because I'm sadistic. So there, anyways, I just called me an idiot, though. I, I just moved to some place that just snowed last night. So uh, well, you guys did it for family reasons. But that's fair, that's fair. Okay, yeah. It, it was a young – it was Sean Dill that said to me, if I was a young man, I'd move to Brickle. And so uh -huh. I listened to that. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, Tabor, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that 
that's that movement that was dental hygiene created an awareness that catapulted dentistry in the second largest healthcare profession in the world. And so people started taking care of their, their, their teeth at home. Here are the statistics. 97% of people brush their teeth. 50% of people visit a dentist regularly. And those, those statistics have gone up over the years, you know, correlatively, right? And, and so here are the statistics for spinal hygiene. Less than 1% of people do any kind of exercise for their spine every day, and 2.7% of people visit a chiropractor regularly. Imagine if 97% of people did a spinal hygiene exercise from home. This 2.7% would explode like because of the awareness that we should be able to take care of our spine. So our spinal hygiene kits actually teach people to maintain three areas of health between your chiropractic visits. That is spinal alignment, spinal range of motion, and spinal strength. And if they can do their best to maintain those three areas of spinal health between coming to me in my office, I believe we can prevent one of the most deadly or at least the most uh, prevalent health problems in our, our society, which is spinal decay and spinal degeneration. Awesome, dude. I, I, I encourage that our audience, first of all, to go and check out spinalhygienemovement.com, connect with Dr. Tabor on social and uh, you'll be seeing more of Dr. Tabor over in the Cairo Sushi universe. I want to thank you today for joining us and sharing some insights and hanging out for a little bit, bro. Thanks, Tabor. Thanks so much. I got to get back to adjusting. I'm my my hot seats are filling up. You go <laughs> do your thing, man. We're gonna kick. We're gonna boot you out of here. I've never done this before, but I'm gonna do it. Love to you, man. Love to the family. See you later, buddy. Great work. Cool. Hey, so, hey wait, wait, I, I, I got to bring something up. I, I don't know. Did you catch what he said? We just talked about this uh, maybe two weeks ago. He said that 2.7% of the population are seeing chiropractors regularly. Remember we read that oh, article? Yeah. Oh, that. Like, Gosh, this, I said this number seems so high. And my question was, how many of those people, 10% of the population, actually had a next appointment? And so his statistics that he's found are 2.7%. That is a huge discrepancy. That's a huge difference. That was, that was a, that's a 9, 8%, 7% difference. Yeah. And that makes me just like, ah, that, that, that number is not what we want to hear. Well, something that might make you happy, Lisa, let's go to some fun, cool things that are out there. Yeah, Did you know silver straws are a new thing? I didn't know. I Actually, my girlfriend picked one up at, um, at Bed Bath & Beyond one day. Uh, but now Tiffany and Company, I'm sure you'll love this. I saw it, yeah. a silver straw for three hundred and seventy-five dollars. You can get a silver straw for th that's a Black Friday deal coming up. That's right? silver for real, though. The ones that we picked up, Lena and I, those are like aluminum, <laughs> oh. steel, steel, right? Um, hey, uh, for for Cal Jammers out there, here's where I'm wearing my Cal Jam hat. Uh, Billy D might jump on this. China spent $168 million last year to create artificial rains by cloud seeding. Wow. wow. Uh, maybe we should start listing the Billy D more. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. He's been saying it for a long time. Um, he's been telling that truth for a long time. And now we're starting to see uh, what's happening with it. So. And, and good news in health, the number of adult smokers peaked in the U.S. at 42% in the 1960s. Today, only 14% of American adults smoke. But I want to know, just like Lacey wants to know, maybe they don't have a next appointment, but when are they smoking at a bar after hours, right? Yeah. Are we talking about social smoking or are we talking about smoking? Right. Smoking? 
that would be interesting to know. But hey, think about it. I mean, for all of you, I don't want to date myself, but I remember growing up in, and, and being in high school and like, I feel like ever I was in California and I feel like so many people smoked, you know, and that was, you know, a good amount of time ago. But I notice now at this day and age that there's definitely a, a much smaller amount of people that you see smoking. When you see someone smoking, you're kind of like, oh, right. It, you, it's noticeable where before it wasn't as noticeable. There is, you know, having gone to recently to dynamic essentials, um, there's still, oh shoot, we lost Lacey. Oh, there she is. Uh, we're bringing her back in. We didn't lose her. We didn't lose her. She's back. I'm here. It was interesting at DE, um, you know, and, and some people know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I smoke every now and then, and, and there's some people at DE, there's chiropractors that still smoke. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're at DE though. <laughs> so, yeah. I, you know, there's definitely people that still smoke. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see in our profession. I, and, and, and uh, I'm happy that they don't get hate for it at like, like, but I'm sure behind the scenes anyways. Um, uh, here's an interesting thing that just came out in a recent study. Selfish people actually earn less money than generous people. Wow. Lacey, uh, this is something that you would, I know that you would love. Uh, the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology suggests that uh, at a Stockholm University study 60, of 60,000 people, uh, research showed that, uh, that people that give make more money. You and Sean have been sharing this message for a little bit now. Yeah, that's funny. We actually just shared this message at, at Sherman when we were there last week. And the uh, BDC concept that we always talk about is to put the give before the get. And so even if it's a stretch for you, even if it feels difficult, even if it's uncomfortable, you should be giving back into the very profession that has created you, giving back to your schools, giving back to the organizations. Um, again, almost like the whole concept of, of church and tithing, you know, they ask you to tithe a certain amount. Typically it's 10%. And for many people, it's a big stretch and it's uncomfortable. But the idea is that it comes back to you, right? And it comes back to you bigger than what you've put out. And I think the same holds true uh, universally for anything that you do. So we always talk about that. Make sure that you give um, before you expect to get. But when you do give, you should expect to get. And for our audience out there, uh, Adam Grant, who wrote uh, a wonderful book, a lot of people know this book. It's called Give and Take. It's a revolutionary approach to success. Mm. Um, he, there's many different ways you can be a giver. Like for us, if you want to share some love and share this around. Um, in fact, I think we're going to do some giving away today uh, for um, some a free Cairo Sushi summer camp ticket. But before that, Grant says for some people, it's making introductions. For others, it's sharing credit. Sure. Other people, it's stepping up as a mentor. Finding your own giver style is really powerful. The real right. meaning and purpose associated with it that is even if givers don't always do better than takers, is that they manage to succeed in ways that others won't. So it's not just about the money financially, obviously, but it's interesting to know that givers do make more money. Um, why don't we give away a free uh, a free ticket to summer camp? Let's give. Let's give. Um, how do we want to do this? We want to do like a, a quiz, a test. We could do a quiz or a test, or we can do um, somebody the the fifth person to email you something. 
Ooh, okay. Ooh. Uh, yeah, let's do uh, let's do that. I like that. So uh, we'll do it like it's a radio thing, but we, we'll do it behind the scenes, right? Email, so, yeah. I got to put my Casey Kasem voice on. Uh, for those of you, the first, the fifth person to email uh, with um, uh, a hi, just say hi to me at Tristan at KairoSushi.com. Tristan at KairoSushi.com. The fifth person to email me is going to get a free ticket to uh, Cairo Sushi or to Summer Camp, BDC and Cairo Sushi Summer Camp. It's bigger and badder. It's bigger and badder this year. Uh, we'll be revealing. Can you get that you know, website link there for us? Yeah. Do, if you guys want to check out and actually reserve your seat right now and get the best deal yet, you want to go to come to summercamp.com. Uh, come to summercamp.com and reserve your seat. Get your ticket at the lowest price possible. Or you can join Cairo Sushi Samurai and get two free tickets up until December 31st. Um, so fifth person to email Tristan at KairoSushi.com uh, with a high is going to win that um, that elusive uh, free Cairo Sushi Summer Camp. And again, Tristan, I mean, we're just for everybody viewing and listening out there. We want you to know this is by far, by far the best lineup we've ever put together. We are so excited. Um, it's an, it is insane. And no, we have not released the lineup. Why? Because we're practically giving you tickets at 50% off for trusting us and what we say that we are going to deliver. Because you trust us, we are giving you tickets at, I believe, $4.95, and they are going to be- um, 30, 33% off until 30%. Uh, December 31st. That's right. Yep. And so December, December 31st, the prices are going to go up. You're going to miss out on this opportunity because we're going to release half, just half of the speaker lineup sitting in a room with any one of these individuals would cost you way more than the price of a ticket. And it's what you're going to get in return is going to provide you way more than the cost of a ticket. I guarantee that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come to, come to summercamp.com. Share this around with your friends and family, people. Uh, last thing is uh, we, we were at Boca a couple weeks ago, BDC Marketing Workshop. Uh, those that missed it had serious FOMO. One of the things I talked about it at um, the uh, workshop was the rise of influencers and actually changing the paradigm of paying people yeah. that to promote your stuff. And uh, I we had a couple people that stepped up and said, I'm in it. I'm on it. And and so there's tools like Hyper Auditor. And this is kind of, I'm going to bridge this into my tip. Uh, Hyper Auditor. Um, if you email me at tristancarosushi.com, I'll get you guys a, a real legit list. I'm putting it together. We can actually grade influencers and figure out how much um, you should uh, be paying that influencer. But here's something interesting that's coming up. And I just literally thought about this this weekend when I was hanging out with my dog, Siggy and taking them out through Brickle and showing them off and taking pictures. First, I thought there should be a doggy Tinder. Then the second thing I said, there's more people with dog um, dogs Instagram accounts that are just blowing up. And, and, and now it's come out that there is a Vox had an article, how to make your dog Instagram famous and become a pet influencer. That's insane. Now you, now you can pay pets or the, the parents uh, to post your stuff and influence uh, your advertising influence networks uh, with these growing pet Instagrams. Let me ask you this something, Lacey. You you have a you have a little a little doggy. Would you yep. uh, would you have a do you have an Instagram account for him? 
I don't. People have told me that I should. He's like a little Yorkie model and he's adorable, but I, I have not. I mean, I, I've, I got to keep working on my own Instagram before I can work on his, but he probably gained some traction. So I got to tell you something. When I do um, Instagram story, the most replies I get is when I actually post something of him. Who would have thought? Pets. Uh, so we were talking earlier, the joint Trump vaccinations um, Pets. and the joint are, no, there was, there's a couple different okay. things, but animals still to this day from the MySpace era to now have never lost their charm. Nope. Nope. You know, so here's my, my tip and it, it, it piggies back on, on what we talked about at Boca at the, at the black diamond club marketing workshop guys is it's time to start thinking about your strategies for paying influencers, whether they're pet influencers or they're regular human influencers. Uh, the time is now it's come. It's been proven. Uh, this is a smaller, more incremental way to advertise, get a higher return on investment for your yep. dollar spend. From a media buying perspective, it's pennies compared to buying TV ads still or buying radio ads. Uh, but start looking at influencers in your community, your cities, uh, your towns. Uh, they're out there that you can leverage to help spread your brand. Um, so that's my tip of the week. And I'll hand it over to Dr. Lacey. Yeah, so my tip of the week actually came from me observing what's been happening over the last couple of days in my inbox. So for those of you that have like a junk mail inbox, I still get mine and it gets forwarded to me and I erase it. Um, but what I've noticed is that these big box stores, companies, they are hitting this idea of Black Friday hard. And it's not Black Friday anymore. It's Black Friday week. Some of yeah. them even say that. I mean, you're getting deals on Amazon. You're getting deals on West Elm. You're getting deals on Nordstrom. Everybody has a pre-Black Friday sale. And I'm like, wow, I as a consumer am being bombarded, bombarded with ads, um, emails, mm -hmm. ads on Facebook. I mean, it's insane. So it got me thinking, this is the absolute, absolute worst time to ever sponsor an ad or pay for Facebook ads. You yeah. should like let your pockets breathe this week and not even worry about trying to compete with these individuals. And honestly, probably over the next four weeks, we're gonna be hit hard because Christmas is coming. So make sure that you are you know, consulting with somebody like Tristan, if he's managing your accounts and making sure that you're spending your marketing dollars wisely because the amount of competition that you're going head to head with is astronomical this time of year. So yeah. don't over, don't burn a hole in your pockets. You know, make sure that you're being strategic and intentional about the things that you're doing. I really like this time. Of year. That's an awesome tip. I really love this time of year because I love I love when the world stops, Lacey. I mean, we were joking when offline. You you invited me. You and Sean invited me to Thanksgiving because I'm going to be alone this weekend, and I'm using I'm milking that definitely with people. <laughs> But I'm actually looking, really looking forward to it because I don't get a lot of alone time. And um, I I think that this time of year is really great because the world kind of – it stops spinning for a lot of people. And as we've gotten older, I remember John Kim telling me – I was 28. I was living with him. We were building one of our startups. And John looked at me. He's turned 40. He goes, dude, the world just gets – it just keeps going faster and faster as you get older. And these are those special times of the year where, where it slows down, where you can take a breath. A breath. And I like that that you shared that because 
that is congruent with that. I think sometimes we just got to chill the hell out, right? Yes, absolutely. I agree. We just need to hit the brakes just a little bit. So um, I hope each and every one of you gets to do that this week. Hit the brakes, slow down, take time to, you know, love on your family, the people that support you. Um, probably take a moment off of your phones and enjoy <laughs> actually connecting and communicating um, with your loved ones. And, and again, it's, we, we don't slow down enough. And this is, you're right, this is a time where you're almost forced to do so. So take advantage of it and be grateful that you have the opportunity and the chance to do it. Well, I'm gonna announce the winner because it came in. What, Kim, already? Kim Fats. I don't know you, Kim. I just, uh, but Kim Fats is the uh, winner of the uh, summer camp ticket. Um, well, I think it's actually Kim Douglas, but her email, it says Kim Fats. So, yeah, that makes sense because Kim Kim has been on here viewing and watching us and liking our stuff. So okay, cool. That's well, Kim. Kim. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, you get a you get a free ticket to summer camp. Uh, that's me, she says, Kim Douglas. So we'll get you all coordinated with that. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there, and enjoy this weekend. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for a case of the Mondays. <laughs>